Welcome to session number six in our series, Refocus. I can't believe this is our last session. This has been so much fun, and it really is my prayer that we are all setting that reset button and refocusing, getting our focus off of all the craziness around us and refocusing on Jesus and what he focused on, God and people. And in our last session, we started talking about how Jesus kept his focus on people and loving people. And so we looked at three ways that he really focused and loved people in everyday life. Anybody remember what those three ways were? He prayed for them. He prayed for them, yes. Noticing them. Yes, he noticed people. He looked beyond the surface. Yes, and the third one? People, included people. He yeah. included people, absolutely, yes, into his everyday activities, yes. And so today, we are going to talk about three more ways that Jesus focused on loving people. Because he really makes it so simple, you know, it's just part of everyday life, the people that crossed his path. So let's look at another way. He focused on loving people by listening to people. Jesus was, I think, the master listener. You know, when he was at Peter's house, he heard Peter say that his mother-in-law was sick. Now, Jesus could have just thought about what he wanted to talk about next, but he didn't do that. He could have just said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope she feels better. No, <laughs> he didn't say that. He heard them say that, and the way he listened produced action. He got up. He went to her. He healed her. In Luke chapter 18, we see the story of the blind beggar starting in verse 35. And the story tells us that Jesus was traveling to Jericho. This was his last stop on his way to Jerusalem for the Passover. And so Jericho would have been really crowded, a really busy place at this time of year. And there's this blind man begging, laying by the, the side of the road there. And he hears all this commotion and he asks someone, what's going on? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he's calling out, shouting, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. And people are telling him to be quiet. People have walked by him day after day, just ignoring him. But Jesus heard him in the midst of that crowded busy street, all those people, Jesus heard him calling out, asking for mercy. And so Jesus had them bring him to him. And when he came, Jesus asked him a question. And I love this because not only did Jesus listen, but Jesus asked to create opportunities for more listening because he wanted to know more. He was the best at asking questions to find out more information. And the man, uh, Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. Jesus regularly asked people questions. 
I mean, sometimes he responded to questions with questions. <laughs> but he was doing that intentionally. All of his questions are so strategic to create more opportunities for listening, to take it further, to hear what's really going on in someone's life, to understand what they need, and to see the condition of their heart. Jesus didn't just listen with his head. Very often we can just listen with our head. He listened also with his heart. And you know, the way we're going to hear someone's heart is if we listen with our heart. If we're just listening with our head, we're going to miss hearing their heart. We need to listen with our heart. So would you call yourselves good listeners? Sometimes. <laughs> Depends on the mood. <laughs> Depends on what else is going on. Depends how crazy the kids are being. <laughs> You know, we live in a world that is really more concerned with what we want to say rather than with what other people want to say. It is so common. We listen waiting for our next opportunity to talk rather than to really hear what someone is saying and listening to their heart. You know, I remember Sarah shared with me that uh, you had, when the kids play with neighbors, a lot of times, if they're playing with the neighbor kids, you'll take that opportunity to invite the mom in and, and have coffee. You're creating an opportunity to listen. I love that. Sometimes when someone's talking to us, we don't even listen, let alone creating additional opportunities yeah. to listen. I know, Michelle, you were sharing a story with me recently about wanting to serve and wanting to help people and you you were praying that prayer and like within seconds of praying that prayer the phone rang with someone needing some help and so you said okay and you were gonna go help and you realized they really just needed someone to listen to them people want to be heard people need to be heard and that opportunity where you were just willing to listen created other opportunities to pray with them I love that. Amazing things can happen when we're just willing to listen, really listen, like Jesus listened. So let's talk about some action steps that we can take to become better listeners. Let's start being conscientious about listening when others are talking to us, for starters, okay? And then... When they end, ask questions to take it a little further. I think so often, for some reason, we are afraid to ask questions. Oh, I don't want them to think I'm prying. Do you know when people ask me questions, it makes me feel like people are interested, like they care. We need to be willing to ask questions, take the conversation further, okay? But so now, here's a, a practical thing you can do. When you're lingering outside at your mailbox, like we talked about doing last week, and you're looking for your neighbors, start talking to them. Just say, hey, how you doing today? How difficult is that? We so often just run in the, through the garage. Stop and ask someone how they're doing. Now, you might get someone who's really chatty, and they want to tell you everything about how they're doing. And what is your first response? 
I know you're thinking, oh, why did I ever ask? <laughs> no, we've got to not let that be our first response. We can't regret the asking. We need to be excited and see, okay, here's an opportunity to listen, to really hear what's going on in this person's life, in their family. Maybe they tell you something going on. Maybe someone in their household's having a surgery or family members moving in or moving out. Let your listening prompt you to action like Jesus did. Here, with the intention of thinking, what can I do to help? Can I bring a meal? Can I help with the kids? What can I do? You are living on that street to add value to your neighbors. I believe God has placed us all where we are strategically, and he wants to use us. We've got to be willing to let him and create opportunities. Now, maybe that neighbor, when you ask him how they're doing, maybe they're not chatty. Maybe they just kind of ignore you, or maybe they just say, oh, we're, oh, we're fine, thanks. <laughs> you can still try to create an opportunity. What if you said to them, man, this has been the craziest year, hasn't it? How are you guys doing with everything? Are you guys okay, you, your family? create an opportunity and maybe they'll open up and share a little bit with you and you can hear what's going on and maybe they won't <laughs> you never know how someone else is going to respond but if they don't don't take it as rejection don't say well I tried I'm never doing that again no next time you see him be friendly I I just have a feeling that when we keep being persistent and keep being friendly, eventually someone's going to open up. I've seen it happen in my own life with a neighbor on my street. I didn't know any of the neighbors on my street. I finally know one. <laughs> but just be persistent, all right? All right, next thing that we see Jesus doing was serving people. Mark 10:45 tells us that Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. Everything we see Jesus doing was about serving others. Everywhere he went, people asked him if he would do things for them. Oh, if you're willing, can you do this? If you're willing, can you do this? Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? Wow. I mean, he was serving people 24-7. He fed the hungry. He healed the sick. He was willing to get dirty. He was willing to put himself in harm's way. He was willing to touch the contagious. Yeah. He served people. I love reading Matthew chapter 9. It's like a, a crazy day in the life of Jesus. But actually, I think it's more of a typical day in the life of Jesus. <laughs> what we would see as a crazy day. It tells us that while he was eating with the tax collectors and sinners there and the disciples were there that a ruler comes and interrupts the meal says my daughter's died I need you to come and pray for her he doesn't say we'll just wait till we finish eating he says okay so he gets up and they're gonna go pray for her he didn't see it as a interruption we would have probably seen that as a pretty big interruption. <laughs> and then on the way to the ruler's house, 
there's another interruption because this is where the woman with the issue of blood is coming to him. And they're going to the ruler's house or walking down a busy street. And he says, who touched me? They're like, what do you mean who touched you? There's millions of people here. Maybe not millions, but anyway, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and he realized that she needed something. And he turned around and he spoke with her and he served her. He healed her. He provided healing for her. So then he leaves that situation and he continues on his way. Okay, had that little thing. Now I'm just back on track, back on my way to the ruler's house. He prays for the, the daughter. She comes back to life. She is healed. He leaves there, and there's two blind men needing to be healed, asking for their sight. So he serves them. He heals them. And then he goes from there, and there's uh, um, someone who's demon-possessed and mute. He casts out the devil, and they begin to speak. And then he goes from there, and there's a bunch of people, and he begins teaching them. It says he healed everyone who was sick. And then, guess what this says? It says that he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion, for they were weary and scattered like sheep without a shepherd. But I read that and go, they were weary? What about you? <laughs> Weren't you exhausted at this point? <laughs> Jesus never wearied serving people. In the midst of crowds, in the midst of chaos and never-ending demands, he kept his eyes, his focus on people and serving them. How about us? Do we like interruptions and inconveniences? Not so much, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, I got my, my day planned, my week planned, uh, you know, interruptions, wait a minute. <laughs> but we need to start seeing those things as opportunities, not interruptions, not inconveniences. You ever feel like you give out, you give out, and you feel like, oh, I can't give anymore. I need someone to give to me. I don't ever see Jesus saying that. But what I do see is Jesus slipping away and taking time with the Father. That's what fueled him. That's how he was able to continually give out to others. It's because he also spent time with God. We can't continually give out to people without spending time with God because that's where we're refueled. That's where we're filled up with everything that we need to give out to other people. And that's what will prevent us from getting irritated with other people. <laughs> Not that any of you would ever get irritated with anyone. <laughs> we can learn from Jesus. So often, people want to serve others so that they can post it on social media and have everyone see how wonderful they are. That's not what this is about. In Matthew 4, it tells us that because of what Jesus did in serving people, his fame spread. You see, we don't ever need to promote ourselves. When we simply serve people, 
and ha live that kind of life, which, by the way, is sadly rare today, other people are going to want what we have. Our lives should never be about making ourselves famous, but rather about making God famous. So let's talk about some action steps, some things that we can do to serve others. You know those people that you carved out time to listen to? Ask God to show you how you can serve them, what you can do for them. If you have young kids, include them. I think it would be amazing for a young family to make that a goal every week. Okay, who are we going to serve this week? What are we going to do for someone else this week? Maybe it's making cookies for a neighbor. Maybe it's having the kids make cards for an elderly neighbor or someone who doesn't have grandchildren. Maybe um, it's bringing in the trash cans for someone. Get the family involved. Do something to instill that into them as well. I know, Sarah, you had a situation with a neighbor that had a need, and you got an entire small group involved. <laughs> we did, yeah. Um, I always grew up with a great example of service and what that looked like serving people. Um, so when our next door neighbor several years ago um, went in for surgery, I thought, okay, we'll prepare a meal, we'll take dinner over, something like that. And um, that surgery actually did not go as planned and he developed a really severe life-threatening infection. And so we rallied our connect group and we asked them to help provide meals for this family. It was the parents, their adult daughter and son and their children. So it was a full house and a lot of food to provide. And so our small group came and they brought their best and that family had meals for weeks from people they'd never met because we just decided we were gonna take that opportunity to serve. And I'm so glad that we did because later we had another opportunity to invite them to an Easter service at our church and they came. And I know that they heard the message of Jesus because of the service that happened prior. It was all planting seeds. Yeah, I love that. Serving opens doors. Serving softens people's hearts. It opens people's hearts. I love that if we could just look for those opportunities to serve, we're going to find opportunities to share with them the goodness of Jesus. You know, it says the goodness of God leads people to repentance. By our serving, we're showing people God's goodness. So let's be intentional about making those opportunities happen. You know, some of us are planners and some of us are not. But regardless, we should be intentional about planning times to serve others. Now, there will be times that just pop up and we take advantage of those opportunities. But we should also be intentional about planning those things into our week. What am I gonna do this week to serve somebody else? And just watch the opportunity that could come out of that, all right? All right, and then the next thing. Jesus focused on loving people by sharing with them. All throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus over and over sharing with people, teaching people, talking to people, 
He shared with people far more than just a message of repentance. He shared wisdom for everyday living with them. He talked about finances. He talked about relationships. He talked about how to navigate difficult situations. He constantly taught people how to have better lives. Do we teach other people those things? You might be thinking, well, I'm not really a teacher. That's not really my thing. Someone else can do that. Well, I'm not really comfortable sharing my faith, or I don't really know how to share my faith, or what will they think of me if I start trying to tell them something like that? And then in that instant, where did our focus go back to? To me, yes. So, <laughs> got to get the focus off of ourselves and be willing to talk to people. It does not mean that you need to prepare a sermon. It does not mean you need to practice giving altar calls. It does not mean you need to be prepared to answer deep theological questions. But we do need to be able to just share the stories of what God is doing in our lives. You know, when someone says that they're a little bit fearful about the things going on in the world around us, we should be able to say, yeah, I totally understand, because there are some, some scary things going on, some very uncertain things in the world around us. But you know what I do? It really helps me to pray. My faith in God is what really helps me through these times. And we can tell them. Tell them about a verse that you're holding on to. Maybe say, you know what? I like to read the Bible. And the Bible tells me that God will never leave me and never forsake me. And that brings so much peace to my heart. And we can share these things with them in such a real and simple way. We've got to quit being afraid of what people are going to think. Get the eyes off of self and be willing to share with people. So let's talk about some action steps. We need to get ready. Think about things that people are struggling with today. And then think about how God helps you navigate those things. And then imagine yourself talking to someone, sharing that little snippet of your life with them. Talking to someone who might be fearful or overwhelmed or struggling in a relationship. I am not suggesting that you write out a script, okay? <laughs> That's not what this is about. However, too many opportunities slip past people because they're not ready. They are caught off guard. I didn't know what to say. We miss out on too many opportunities. So we need to start giving it some thought. Because when we think about those scenarios, when we think about simple little things that we could share with someone, you know what happens? We start realizing, that's simple. I could do that. I could share that. We start getting excited about it. And then you know what happens next? We start actually looking for opportunities to share with people. 
okay? So start thinking about things that you can share to encourage others and share your faith with others. Sharing your faith with someone doesn't mean you have to preach a sermon and give an altar call, okay? Just share simple things that God is doing in your life and how you navigate life with Him, all right? Okay, so we've seen six things that Jesus did to keep his focus on loving people. Praying for them, noticing them, including them. Those are the things we talked about last week. And then this week, listening to them, serving them, and sharing with them. Now, I want everyone to understand that is not a checklist, okay? They all work together. One stems into the other and the other. They just weave back and forth, you know? And we see it so clearly with Jesus. I mean, the listening and the, the noticing led to the serving, and they just all work together. We need to understand that this is not going out and doing this, this super huge feat, this daunting thing. No, it's about the everyday things, simply slowing down enough to notice people on the path that we're traveling on and letting the love of God flood out of us onto them. You know, we can all make life so complicated. We can make life stressful, a little turbulent at times. But we are choosing to refocus, right? To get back to the simplicity of focusing on loving God and loving people. Remember, time with God is the fuel for the time with people. We can't neglect that. But it's in this lifestyle that we will find greater peace, greater joy, greater fulfillment, and purpose than ever before. And one thing we started this series saying is that our focus determines our future. When we focus on the things Jesus focused on, on God and on people, that is going to carry us into the future that God created us to live. All right? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for these amazing women who are here with me, who are watching online. And God, I just pray that you would give us boldness. Give us boldness to be able to reach out to others, to get past ourselves. God, help us to really be able to hear and listen to people like you do. Help us to be willing to step out of our comfort zones and serve others, to step out of our comfort zones to share with others. God, I pray that you would give us an excitement about focusing on people like you did, on loving people like you did. Father, I pray that we would refuse to be self focused, self-absorbed, and that we would daily grow in loving people, focusing on people as you did. God, help us to live our everyday lives in that simplicity of loving you and loving people. And God, as we do, 
help us find greater strength and joy and fulfillment. Carry us into the future you have for us, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, a few discussion questions. First of all, do you listen more with your head or your heart? Okay. What are some practical things you can do to serve others around you? And lastly, how are you going to keep your focus on the things that Jesus focused on? Talk about those things together. Pray together. All right? And know that I am continuing to pray for you. Thank mm-hmm. you.